Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. So for the podcast, the Toddcast tonight, we're going to call this Courageous Weaklings. Sounds like a paradox, doesn't it? Courageous Weaklings. I want to start by speaking to you about my best friends, my children. My children, have, they have. They've brought so much joy into my life. If you take my kids away from me, you would steal much of my life away because my kids bring so much joy and influence even into my life. My kids have taught me so much about how my own mind works. Anyone with me who have kids, right? And they've provided me with the best examples of what I look like when compared to my Heavenly Father. Thank you, kids. Kids, however, they're a walking dichotomy. You guys know what a dichotomy is? Two things that, that go together that, that shouldn't, that kind of polar opposites. They're both weak and strong at the same time. Kids are. Now, I am clearly physically stronger than all of my kids. It's true. I play this game with them where they try to push me across the room using all their strength. And they struggle to do so because I'm insanely ripped. <laughs> it's not a joke. That's not a punchline, Joel. I'll let you know when it's time to laugh. Okay? Okay. That's when you just go, that's right, man. <laughs> you got a really big laugh out of that. <laughs> but when it's my turn to push them, I can push my kids across the room with no problem. Gently. And this was the same for my, my father. My dad was a, was a huge man. My dad was 6'6 six, six and over 300 pounds. He was a very big man. And a lot of it was muscle. And he was nearly impossible to budge at all, wasn't he, my dad? And uh, after trying for a couple minutes to budge my dad, I would eventually just give up and play video games. And uh, my dad would laugh at me because he knew I couldn't push him. Because that's how stronger my dad was than I was. And this is what we are like before God. God is almighty. And we are weaklings when compared to God. On our own strength, we can't be expected to do anything that our Heavenly Father can do. In fact, it was Jesus who told us, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There's flattery for you. And it's not just that we're physically weak, we're also mentally and spiritually weak. God, on the other hand, other hand does not grow tired, does not get weary, but I do. I get weary, I get tired. I'll get tired tonight after I get home. For a couple hours, I'll turn my brain off and relax my body so that I can get up and do the whole thing again tomorrow. I need both physical and mental breaks, and I know you guys do as well. And if we don't understand by now that we're weaklings, then number one, we don't know ourselves very well. And number two, we haven't read our Bibles very closely because both agree with the statement that we are inherently weak. Well, I know what you're thinking right now. Thanks for the pep talk, Pastor. <laughs> Calling us a bunch of weaklings, I feel encouraged. But you see, here's the encouraging part. God also calls us to be courageous. And I think that's a dichotomy. He tells us that we're sheep. He tells us that we're weaklings, and then he encourages us to show courage. Isn't that interesting? We just studied a lesson on Sunday where we learned that a reassured heart leads to confidence and courage. And the conclusion we came to is that we can be courageous because of God's deep and faithful love for us. And that's absolutely fundamentally true. I hope you believe that. The question we didn't have time to answer, though, is how can we show courage when we're weaklings? My kids try to push me around for five minutes and then realize they're getting nowhere and they eventually stop. And this seems true of all things in our life. If we repeatedly try to do something and fail to do it, we end up giving up. And that makes sense to us. 
It was Albert Einstein who said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds true. God tells us to obey his commandments because our obedience to him is our validation that we belong to him. And when we know we belong to God, we receive a reassured heart. And that reassured heart leads to courage. Am I missing something here? There's a sound effect that I can only explain by the supernatural. We'll assume it's good. When we belong to God, we receive a reassured heart. And when that reassured heart comes to us, we can do endless things for God's kingdom. But how can we as weak sheep do anything profound for God, even if we're inspired to do so? Even if I believe God loves me deeply and faithfully, how can I, as a weakling, show courage and do profound things for God? Now, if you try to boost my confidence by not laughing at my strength, but telling me that I am really strong, I still am not going to go out and pick a fight with a bear, okay? Because I know that's a bad idea. He's going to throw me around like a rag doll, okay? So telling me to be courageous just because I'm loved is not enough to encourage me to do things beyond my capacity. But at the end of the day, I'm still weak. And the thing God is asking me to do is still too big for me. Courage without strength is pretty much pointless. Would you agree with me? We don't just need courage. We also need strength. In fact, I'll go so far as to say that without Jesus and his strength given to us, we have no business thinking that we can accomplish anything for God. Even with courage, we are useless on our own strength. Here is where we unlock something truly wonderful. Because every character we look up to in Scripture did things beyond their own strength and ability. Joseph sold into slavery by his own brothers, and then he became the second in command under the Pharaoh. David, the runt of his family, took down the giant Goliath and became king of Israel. Daniel was not scared of the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not scared of the fiery furnace. Peter the fisherman boldly preached the name of Jesus and became the bedrock for the church. Paul was beaten, arrested, abused, stoned, and still made probably the biggest impact for Christ of any person before or since. And countless women impacted the kingdom of God in a culture that completely devalued women. Yes, these people were courageous, but they were also strong. And the question is how? How were they strong? Well, the strength, of course, came from who? It came from God himself. He blessed those courageous people with strength to be able to do the impossible for them. God makes it clear that courage is our responsibility. Okay? We are supposed to show courage. God does not give us courage. We gain courage by recalling and meditating upon the love of Jesus. And then we desire to please that Jesus and we gain courage. We need to gain courage on our own. However, we do not need to become strong on our own. God is willing to bless us with his strength in order to accomplish his will, which is impossible for us. But God is not going to waste his grace or his strength on timid souls who desire to stay on the sidelines. He's only going to bless his strength, bless us with his strength when we seek to enter the spiritual battlefield and fight for Jesus. Now, we're bordering on this podcast becoming a purely a doctrinal lesson, and that's not my goal. So I want to now transition to an illustration. I believe, and you guys will probably agree with me, our table agreed, that we live in a society that celebrates weakness. One that continues to play the victim card in order to help us feel better about the fact that we are weak and we can't do anything profound. So we're all victims. 
And this is truly sad and heartbreaking because it does not have to be this way. I started this podcast by talking about children. And I told you that they are weak people by nature, which they are. But I also told you there are good parallels for what we look like when we're compared to God. Because kids are weak people. And we shouldn't expect much from kids, right? Is that true? Because they're weak, don't expect anything from them? No, it's not true. I will tell you this is false from experience. My kids can accomplish many, many things that astonish me every day. It's a common misconception when we consider children that because they are weak and not fully developed and immature and susceptible to harm that they can't do anything profound. But my children are also strong and they teach me lessons on how to act as a child of God. For example, do you know how many of my children suffer with anxiety on a daily basis? Not one of them, but I do. I battle anxiety. Do you know how many of my children are plagued with fears and insecurities? Not one of them, but I have been. Do you know how many of my children are enslaved with despair about the criticism they received yesterday from a parent or sibling or friend? Absolutely none of them. But I face this problem weekly in ministry. And do you know why children don't struggle with these things? Number one, it's because they're deeply loved. And number two, the things that cause stress for adults are not issues for kids because they know it's someone else's job to take care of that stuff. They never worry if there's going to be food on the table or if the electricity bill is going to be paid or if they're going to get really sick and die. Why? Because they're too focused on having fun and obeying their parents. Sometimes. <laughs> and even, even if they worried about that stuff, they couldn't fix it anyways. It would only cause them harm. Do you see what children can teach us about being children of God? When I ask my children to obey me, they aren't thinking through all the what-ifs that can go wrong in life and could cause them harm in life. They simply obey their dad. They have learned that their dad and their mom love them and that what we ask for them is for their good and that we will be there if anything bad happens to them. So although they are weak people, weak people, they live with natural courage. If they're asked to obey, generally speaking, they obey because their parents love them and because they have no worries in this life. Children are some of the most courageous people on planet Earth, and sometimes I envy my children for that. Their dad, who is much stronger physically and much stronger mentally, or should be, continues to battle insecurities, worries, doubts, and fears. And then I look at my children having fun, enjoying life without a fear, without an insecurity, and I wonder to myself, how do they do it? How are they so strong and I'm still so weak? And then the Spirit reminded me of how they do it. Because it says in Ecclesiastes 12, Ecclesiastes, excuse me, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, fear God and obey his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Do you notice it? Fear God and obey his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Do you find worry in there? Anxiety in there? Stay up the night and think about it all night in there? No. John, uh, Jesus said in John 15, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Think about that. As the Father loves Jesus, with the same degree of love, Jesus loves us. That's powerful. He says, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. It's not our job to worry about food or bills or health or if we're doing a good enough job in our careers. 
It's our job to courageously obey our Father and leave the rest to Him because when we do, we have joy in this life and eternal life in the next. There's joy and peace available to us both, both now and forever. The strength in this life comes from God. He will enable all those who desire to obey Him. But the courage has to come from us recalling and meditating upon the fact that when we were the absolute worst we could possibly be, when we were enemies of God, Jesus stepped into our place, died for our sins, saved us all from all of those sins and all that death. And now he says to us, child, remember my love for you and obey my commandments. Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God's love is eternal. And his commandments are the validation that we are in the center of that love. When he commands us to obey, he's seeking to give us the best gift he could possibly give us, hope and peace. The question for all of us tonight is, are we ready to lay our worries aside and courageously obey our Lord Jesus, knowing that his love for us is secure and our lives are safely in his powerful hands? See, it's okay that we're sheep. It's a good thing that we're sheep. It's okay that we're weaklings. In fact, it's a good thing that we're weaklings. I would say it's an advantage because when we're weak, guess what we do? We seek out the strength of God in order to do the impossible. That actually puts us in a place of advantage over the world. The world relies upon their own strength and we go, I don't have any. I'm going to go get it from someone who does. Therefore, let us find courage tonight to do the impossible for God by doing the same things that Jesus did. He says, I obeyed my Father's commandments and I abide in His love. And he tells us to obey his commandments and abide in Jesus' love. Our courage, teamed with God's strength, will make us virtually unstoppable tools for the kingdom of God. I hope you believe that, because it's true. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.